0: Welcome to Ministry for Dummies, a Community of Christ podcast hosted by the Community of Christ Southern USA Mission Field. All are welcomed here, and the stories and opinions that are shared here are a part of our story and do not necessarily reflect on the official position of the Community of Christ. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) What is up? What is up, everybody? (laughs) Episode number two. We did not get canceled.
1: I mean... Not yet.
0: Not yet. <laughs> it's not always yet. I would say the podcast is still very young. Welcome, welcome, everybody. And if you are joining us for our second episode, uh, congrats for making it through uh, with my terrible audio quality. Uh, I actually did go get a microphone after that first episode. so That's why they passed the plate. Exactly, exactly. Hopefully it is better. Uh, and we are so appreciative of all those who have come back. Um, but yeah. Or are uh, just welcome, finding welcome. us. Right or there. just finding us. Exactly. Like I said, the podcast is still young. It is
1: quite, quite young. <laughs> I mean, uh, what else has been going on, Bert? I mean, besides, besides getting a good mic and sparing everybody's ears, I mean, what, what else is, is going on?
0: Yeah. So th- it's been a busy time uh, in my life. Um, so we had senior high camp uh, for Camp Cianito. Shout out to Camp Cianito. Really, really awesome camp. Uh, we took a couple of kids from New Mexico over. We had a great, great time. Um, I got very, very tan. It was like over 100 almost every single day with humidity of like 50 or 60 percent. Relatable I don't know the numbers, but. Yeah, it felt oh, it felt terrible. It, it was awful. Welcome uh, to my but life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to <Houston>. the, camp <laughs> was, the camp, the camp was awesome. Um, and had a really, really great time. Um, and then Emily, my wife and I, we celebrated our one year uh, wedding anniversary. Congratulations. So very, thank you. Thank you. A year but, um, and a but... day
1: from that, I got COVID.
0: I know. A great I was, wedding I, favorite. I honestly, yeah. So Jacob was one of my groomsmen uh, in that wedding, and we all got COVID afterwards. We were the super spreader of the church. Uh, super fun. Yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> that's one of the um, words.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but I honestly wanted to text all the groomsmen and be like, happy one-year anniversary from having COVID. Hope you didn't get <laughs> it again. Um, but Emily did not find that funny. So I, I find it that. funny. I, I I like to joke about it, but Emily's not there yet. She, not there yet. It's not
1: a funny story yet.
0: It's not a funny story yet. She is a little bit better because her biggest fear was like, what if someone died? She would have felt very guilty, which I completely understand. But
1: but they did it. Also... So we are all good so far.
0: Exactly. Everyone's fine. It was good. It's a good time. So yeah, no, it was a it was an awesome awesome time. I was glad I was able to make it back in time for our anniversary. Literally, I dropped off the kids uh, the day of our anniversary. So uh, cut that one kind of close, but <laughs> it was a good time. But that yeah, is- Jacob was. I know. Jacob, what's going on with you? What, what's uh, what's going on in your world?
1: Oh, man. It's been, well, I guess it's been two weeks since we recorded because you were at camp. Um, so in that time span, uh, my fiance and I, we signed up to volunteer at the Houston, well, technically Harris County Animal Shelter. So we started volunteering there. So that's Very been cool. been a, an interesting experience. Um, what else happened? Ali's Ali's my fiance. So Allie's mom came to visit this past weekend. So we had a, we had a blast. Let's see, what did we do? Uh, we went to a water park. That was tons of fun, actually. Um, went to the water park, went to church. Yeah, went to saw, we saw Wicked, actually. That was the big thing we did. We saw Wicked um, in Houston. It was phenomenal. I mean, it was so good. Um, it's a great show. If you can see it, dear listener, you should you should absolutely see it. I mean, it's just it's a fantastic show. Um, other than that, uh, I have the sermon this upcoming Sunday at church. I have not started writing that sermon. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if we're even doing a sermon because Ali is presiding. We may mix up our format and do a guided discussion.
0: Dang. Um,
1: I'm just trying to keep it fresh.
0: Yeah, definitely. Keeping it real. I so, love yeah. that. I, I I love that you both are are involved like that. That's awesome. Oh, we're
1: very involved.
0: <laughs> I got to meet I got to meet a lot of people from the Houston area and Houston congregation at camps. That was really cool to meet uh people who knew Jacob. Um shout out to all those folks. Um yeah, that's really cool, man. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's I mean as with most small congregations, we travel a lot, so it feels like every week that we're there, we're doing something, right? Because, I mean, I play the piano, so, like, it's a 50% chance anyways, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely can be a blessing. Definitely can be a little bit tiring Double-edged at times. sword, for sure. Exactly, for sure, for sure. exactly. Uh, I like being involved as well. Um, this, this week has just got flown by um, because I did take Tuesday off for the for our anniversary to kind of celebrate, Um and or not tuesday i took uh monday off to celebrate our anniversary and we had a really fun time we went to go see the new flash movie it was oh, awesome yeah really really Man, really liked like it like five
1: or six movies in theaters i need to see I, I gotta see the that, spider-man movie too
0: i that that is on my list to see when i come back from junior high camp um but i wanted to see the flash movie because i'm a huge batman fan of anyone who knows me um and seeing michael keaton so roles a batman yeah. was Phenomenal. Uh, He dropped a couple of lines that I was squeezing Emily's hand and she was dying laughing. Um, (laughs) There is the end scene of that movie is insane. I will not spoil it on this podcast, but um, it is they use one because it's a pg-13 movie so warning to all those who go to it uh in in a pg-13 m- movie you are allowed one f-bomb and they used it in the most perfect way possible <laughs> uh and i absolutely loved it and died laughing um but yeah no i thought it was really good Um uh, not a huge fan of the person of the like the actual person of the actor of flash uh because of things he has done yeah like yeah, yeah. enough said um but the movie was fantastic really really enjoyed it so Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a little update of our live, our little small talk. Um, but our, our kind of our topic today is camps. Uh, if you do not know, if you're not a member of the community of Christ, our summers are almost always jam-packed with youth camps, with reunions, with retreats. And Jacob and I, we thought, OK, it is that time. It's that season. Let's talk about camps and why are camps important and, um, you know, why the community of Christ put such a special emphasis on camps, not just in the United States, not just in our field, but all across the world.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's not even just like Community of Christ that does camp as a, I don't want to say bonding experience, but at a time of reflection, it's bonding experience That's really what it is, right? Like a lot of
0: definitely a rich ministry. Yeah,
1: definitely a good ministry opportunity, like across sex. Right. So definitely it's Tried and well, I don't know if tried and true. It's a proven method. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely. And and for our church, it's really really special. Um, <clears throat> not because of just the all the things that Jacob said, um, but you know, for those who are brand new to the tradition of Community of Christ, um, our our first reunion, the very first reunion that was held, was held in like the 1800s after the shattering of all the different Latter Day Saint groups um and when our church was starting to be founded we invited a lot of those groups um to what we what what was known as the first reunion um and it was very different than what we experience now where they had preaching services from 6 a.m to about sundown um and they were all in suits and it was in Nauvoo I think it was in Nauvoo I could be wrong someone in church history is definitely going to fact check me and make (laughs) me look like an idiot um but the the main story is that like it became this way of coming back together after so much trauma and rebuilding that sanctuary, rebuilding those relationships. And then from that, this seed of community of Christ camps has just spread all over the United States and over the world. Um, and it all started there of, Hey, we have been in trauma. We've missed everyone. We've been scattered all across the, the U S let's come together. Let's worship, build that Zionic community. Um, and Now we have the modern camping system that we have, which is phenomenal in my opinion.
1: I mean, I, I agree with that, right? I mean, admittedly biased, right? Having grown up going to camp and stuff like that. Um, and this, I, it is better. I say better. It's a more palatable format to me than, you know, preaching from six to sundown. Um, you know, just natural evolution of the times, but I think when I when I think about camps, I think about the camping opportunities. I I think of how things have evolved over time, and it's it is a fascinating evolution.
0: Most definitely, most definitely. So I think that kind of segues us perfect. Now that we've kind of introduced camps, Jacob, what camp did you attend? Because every every I shouldn't say every state, but like every congregation um, goes to specific camps. Yeah. Uh, in the church, so Jacob, what camp did you attend growing up?
1: Uh, so I attempted a, or I attempted, I attended a church campground called Temple Grove, which is in like, uh, Northwestern Pennsylvania. Uh, and I attended, you know, reunions when I was a kid. And then, you know, from third grade until 12th grade, various, you know, youth camps there as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it is, it remains a very special place to me because of that.
0: Awesome. So I attended uh, Camp Ozark, uh, or Racine, or Wakanda. It's been gone through many names uh, because we love rebranding in our church, um, and it's kind of it's close to the Joplin area. Um, Joplin might sound familiar of uh, because of that big tornado that happened uh, pretty yeah, a couple of years ago. And I shouldn't say a couple years ago, but probably about uh, a decade ago now, right? About a decade ago, which is yeah. crazy to think. Um, but I, that's the campgrounds that I attended. Um, very, very special grounds to me. Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I grew up there, um, you know, spent almost every single summer there that I can imagine. And then I ended up working for the campgrounds, um, for four years as their lifeguard and grounds, uh, crew, um, and learned a lot, not just about myself, but about, about ministry. Um, and I got to see a lot of camps that are not church affiliated at those grounds that definitely have ministry elements in them. Um, but yeah, love, love that campgrounds. Um, and you know, I don't think we talked about this last episode, but uh, I got to serve at Graceland, uh, what's called a Graceland Rep. Um, And that's a program that Graceland University offers where you go to different campgrounds. And I've gotten to see a lot of different campgrounds uh, through that and through some other travels with the church. Um, And while they were each special, while I love Sacramento Mountain Retreat, while I love Camp Sanito, those are the two grounds that I work with right now. Your campground that you grew up with is always kind of your home campground, uh, yeah, and I that's like, that. and, and there's lots of transplants, uh, you know, in this area who come to Albuquerque uh, for work or who've moved to Texas for work. Jacob, you are one yeah. of those people definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think of camp, I don't know if this is for you, Jacob, but that like that home campgrounds is always your oh home absolutely no that's exactly
1: yeah one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and that's not a dig at any of the other facilities. Trust me, Ozark, I love Camp Ozark. It does not have, you know, I shouldn't say it does have the nice facilities. It has great facilities, but I've been to camps that have, you know, uh, you know, Camp Blue Water up in Michigan, shout out to them. Uh, they have beachfront property uh, on one of the Great Lakes. You yeah. can't beat that. There, there's no swimming pool or dining hall that you can build that can that can beat watching an ocean liner uh, go across the, the Canadian-U.S. Uh, border. But still, when I think of my home campground, that is the first one that pops in my mind.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, as we talk about, like, memories we have associated with those places, right? Like, a lot of formulative memories, you know, and I think about <clears throat> now reflecting back, opportunities to interact with people I'd never met before and form relationships with people from different areas. I, I th- think a lot of that happened at camp, you know, because uh, when I was in third grade, all my friends are either you know from my school, from my church, or like direct relatives. I mean, I think that's like a fair... You either grew up with them or you were related to them at Definitely. that age. Uh, and I didn't really have the opportunity to branch out but I had the opportunity to go to camp and meet people from different areas, and have to, you know, build relationships and learn how to do all of that, you know, social skills like that. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, for for me, camp was camp was always my sanctuary, very much. You know, we sing we sing a song called Sanctuary uh, across the community of Christ, um, and. That was that was Camp Ozark for me. You know, uh, I don't want to get too hot and heavy, <laughs> you know, for like an episode, but like growing up, uh, you know, I'm someone from Latin descent. I grew up in the Bible Belt, very, very conservative areas. And so, you know, uh, you know, feeling that racism almost on a daily basis, camp was that one escape because I knew everyone who was on those grounds was a person that loved me um and that was something that was so special a community that i could never truly articulate to my friends that never understood why are you going to camp why why do you spend literally all of your time there and i was like you know when, when you when you when you create that community or when you're part of that community you desperately want to not just be, you know, re a part of it, but you want to share it with people. Um, and, you know, I have so many special memories of, you know, kind of finding myself dealing with a lot of stuff that I went through throughout the school year and camp really, really helped me um, battle through those things, which was, which was really, really helpful. Um, especially for my future. Cause it learned, it taught me how to take care of my own mental health, how, how to take care of my spiritual health. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely some amazing ministry and, in, in memories, uh, from, from those times. Winner. that's the that's the other thing okay i'm gonna reveal behind the scenes uh jacob has this amazing soundboard and it sounds fantastic when i listen to the recording i can't hear it though so jacob literally can be doing all these things in the background we'll never know it until post uh and i look forward to hearing it so you'll never know it i will know Um,
1: it because i I I have all, all these sound effects queued up i i have some i have some good ones on here uh, mostly sports related, but anyways, um, I mean, I I agree with that. I think it was it's always to me it holds a special place because admittedly I am biased. It is a good ministry opportunity because I grew up in that, and I, you know, we talk about how we how we do things as a as a church. I think it's harder and harder for people like me, for example. I have a limited PTO, and I have to choose when to use it, and like I don't have enough right now to reasonably go. To camp and take it because I live away from my family So I take pto to see them you know for the holidays or or other occasions So it's hard to hard to do that. Certainly, you know I it is it is harder and harder to do that um, And I mean There's not much much else to say there. I think, you know, it's just a, a general point um,
0: no, I, and, and I think, you know, especially as we kind of look as an organization, like both the community of Christ, and then, you know, a broader view looking at Christianity, that's increasingly becoming a huge issue. Um, and I shouldn't, and, and I hate the word issue, because it sounds like we're immediately combative. But, you know, lo- like you said, you, you have to determine where your PTO is, you know, where that ranking is. And, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to brag on Emily, but yeah, she can't stay for all of reunion because, you know, hey, I only have so many days of PTO. We're using them here, here, and here for family. Um, You know, again, Jacob and I, we both live away from our families. And so that's hard. And I know there's a lot of people, a lot, a lot of young adults who are in our kind of shoes that if they could be at camp, their home campgrounds or their local campgrounds, they would do it in a heartbeat. But it is... Yeah, it, it is a financial um, and PTO um, expense. And, and I'm not saying that that's just always how it is. Things definitely get better. Um, and, you know, Jacob and I, we're kind of in the position of life where we're still learning how to balance that. Um, and our families are definitely still learning that, um, you know, but I know that is not a unique experience at all. Um, and especially when you're kind of in, you know, you know, in our shoes, you know, Camp St. Nito for us is a 10-hour drive that's a lot. You know, we yeah. we break it up in two days uh for the kids and if I didn't work for the church, I definitely couldn't do that. Um, you know, take 10 days off um, you know, twice. Yeah, that's that's 20 days right then and there. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, Jacob lives in Houston. Uh how long how long is the drive from Houston to to Cienito?
1: Man, I mean, I've I've never actually been to Seeunito. Uh so thanks for exposing me, but uh <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, you're all good. Uh, from what I have heard it's about 6 hours.
0: Yeah, six hours. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. lot. That's twelve hours there yeah. and back, you know? Um, it's, that's and,
1: a. I uh, I mean, you if assuming you left after work on a normal day, you get there at like eleven, eleven thirty. Yeah. Depending who's driving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But people still do it. You know, people and do and, it. and this yep. and this is hyping up, this is hyping up definitely Coastal Bend Mission Center. Um, you know, because so the way that campgrounds work in the community of Christ, a lot of times it's only one campground per state. Sometimes they'll have two or three. Missouri has a lot because that's the you know the headquarters of the church. They have a lot more church population. Um, but CNITO is the only campground for Texas, from yeah, my understanding. It is. No, um you're right. and so everyone has to funnel there, everyone has to go there, and it's awesome because everyone has that commonality. I know reunion is going on right now as we speak. And I think there's 200 people there, um, which is fantastic. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that, that's a lot of community that's being built, people learning how to live together. And I think for me, that was always the coolest part of reunion because you're living with complete strangers a lot of times for an entire week. Um, and you meet people, you get, you, get, you get deep in relationships, but there's also that factor of if you only have a bathhouse of six showers and you have 200 people, you got to figure out that system, you know, th- there's no way of trying to, you know, be isolated, you are living in community. Um, and I think, you know, that's why I, I you know, I, I definitely have that personal bias, you know, my my top three camps to go to reunion senior high camp spectacular, and they always shift of where they fall in. Um, but you know, I love reunion because it's all families. I love senior high camp because that's high school age. And so those kids are asking a lot of important questions and are kind of going through, you know, the, those building blocks of life. Uh, love Spectacular. Spectacular is the national community of Christ camp. Uh, that's where all kids from all the United States comes to Graceland University um, and Canada. I don't, don't want to forget our Canadian friends. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it is an international camp. Um, and in, when our, when we were going to spec, it was like a thousand kids there. Um, those numbers obviously dipped because of COVID, um, because you know, it was a COVID year and there were still questions about vaccines and things like that. Thankfully, um, you know, we're hoping that more and more kids will come. Uh, Rebound, I think we're going to have yeah. around five from New Mexico. So that's great from us. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, spec is awesome. I, you know, I, Jacob, if you want to talk about Spac, please do. It's it's an amazing experience.
1: Yeah, it's a good opportunity to, you know, meet people from all around the country, and I mean, the experience itself, bonding with the people you're there with, it's definitely a really a positive experience. Um, it, at least it was for me. Um, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I know people have had varied experiences there, but I think it's it's a great opportunity to, to just build relationships with people. You know, I mean, that's that's what it all boils down to. At the end of, at the end of it, right? I mean. I definitely. I don't know if you want to jump into this now, but I mean, while we're there, right? Like, our question of the day here is: Do camps matter? Or like, are they worth it financially? Um, is the rewards you reap, whether that's spiritually or, or interpersonally, is it worth what we do for them?
0: Yeah. You know? My very very biased answer: a hundred percent yes. Um, I see. I see the. I see especially the financial side of the camps working for the church. Um, spectacular this year costs $650 per camper. That's a lot of money. That's a lot yeah. of funds. And a lot of our campers are on scholarship, which means the congregation or mission center is having to eat those funds. But here's the deal. And here's what I'll say about camp as I knock off my microphone off my desk, cause I, I speak with my hands. Um, we, I took three kids to, to senior high camp this year. Um, and I'm not going to share their names uh, for privacy, but you know, one of those kids shared with me, They have never experienced that type of love before in their entire life. Another kid uh, who was not ours, who was at the camp, you know, said, you know, we talk about Shalom, um, which is, you know, this God's community. And I never really got it until I was at this camp because I feel complete. And if you can do that for a kid, if you can show them that vulnerability of God's love of a communal love. You've changed their entire world perspective because now the question becomes, why don't I feel that in my school? Why don't I feel that in my church? How can I feel that in my community, in my church? And I think we, and that and that was my ending message to them at the end of camp. Don't let this momentum slip away. If you have felt love here, go and spread that love. It is possible to live with complete strangers and do so in a way that uplifts and loves. So... From my very, very biased standpoint, a hundred percent. Yes. It is worth all the frustrations, all the headaches of the planning of the financial aspects um, because running camps are very expensive, you know, the insurance alone, it it is, it is insane how much we have to pay for insurance. Um, Getting kids to camp is very expensive while they're there. We have to feed them, you know? Yeah. There are all those things, but Those people who have been through camp and have that spiritual experience now have a connection with the church and with their spirituality that is impossible to recreate in any other format, in my opinion. Um, But that is definitely a very, very biased uh, uh, outlook. And I should also mention I met Emily at Spectacular, so like my life has just been so uh, impacted greatly by camping programs of the community of Christ that yes, I'm always going to sing their praises um, even when they get tough. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's my opinion. Jacob, what is yours? You, you uh, especially from the financial side, I'd love to hear your I mean, I this.
1: think from maybe a more practical side, I, th- I think it's a necessity uh, at this point. Um, I can't speak for you, Bert, but like, how, well, I'm going to ask you, like how many kids did you grow up going to camp with? or going to church with on a, on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah. On a weekly basis, if we had, if we had like four kids, we had like four main kids that always kind of showed up. And then we had like other kids who would like, they'd show up like once a month. So like maybe like 10, 10, 10 kids in total, but all different age ranges. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I grew up with four to six, like depending on the week. And I mean, that's only shrunk. So I think realistically in terms of youth outreach, like, that's, that's it. I mean, for our congregation in Houston, we have, like, sometimes we have a family with four girls that shows up on a week, right? Like, and they're there as far as kids go. But, like, there's not a youth group. like As far as opportunities for kids to network with other kids in the church and to build a connection like that. I mean, just from, like, a, a long-term future view, I think it's a necessity. Like, how are you building relationships with people in the church you're not doing it at the congregation level like at least for us i mean our average age is 60 plus right you're not if you're a kid you're not building relationships with your peers at your congregation and that's just that's that's nationwide I mean, that's just that's just a fact i mean i've been to church in five different states i can say all of them are the same yeah except independence and even then it's pretty it's pretty darn close it's getting there yeah yeah. So definitely. I think you have to, like, in terms of building a base for the church and establishing you know, a feeling of belonging, a feeling of shalom in that, in that kind of community, that's it. You're not getting that on a week-to-week basis in Sunday school or, or doing youth events with your congregation, likely. I mean, at least not right now in most places. So no matter what the cost is, it's, it's worth it. You're building that. You're building that community for people.
0: Definitely. And, and I, and I, and I love what you talk about, uh, about networking because yeah, like those relationships last, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, my, my best man is, was Jake Matlock at my wedding and we met at camp, um, you know, and, and that relationship started at camp and continued to grow. And it's still a, a relationship I have. And, you know, I, you know, th- there are some who, who question like, oh, well, does it really last? And we see them as kids and they drop off, but here's the deal. They come back. Like, you know, I I was on uh, with the staff that we were on every single person that was there on staff and there was about, I think, like 20 staff members in total at that camp. They were all campers at one point. And, you know, the majority of them were young adults my age, which was awesome to see um so i really hope they're listening to this podcast hello yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah like like that's what i'm saying like camp is not just a flyby affair it is planting the seed of a relationship it is up to the congregations then to take up that seed and to make sure that it doesn't just be a oh yeah that was really cool i went to camp when i was 18 like no this is where we plant the seed we need we now need to foster it so it becomes a actual relationship
1: yeah no, i'm i'm with you 100% there i mean it is what it is i mean i'm sure we'll get into this more it's a frustrating situation you know in terms of our our base but a lot of people's ministry is camp right a lot of people like that's that's what they feel called to do that's like I I had this formulative experience at camp. I want to return that, and and pay that forward. And
0: just, yeah. Definitely. Of course, Definitely. that's most
1: ministry, right? You want to pay it forward. You should want to pay it forward. In my opinion. Exactly.
0: But yeah, oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yes, you know, and yeah, we've kind of gone down that rabbit hole, but I, I want to make sure we land it. Of we were told something jake uh jacob when we were in uh, house presidents together and that is 90 percent i uh nate wood told told me this one time and i think you were there for this conversation 90 percent of what we do is done in the aftercare yeah. and i think that is so applicable to congregation ministry and camping ministry because you don't want to lose that momentum because yeah you, you you've had a spiritual experience Don't just say cool and then walk away, you know, chase after that, like, you know, that that is a state of being you can live in sustainably. The the issue is, do you choose to live in it sustainably? Do you have the people around you who are pushing you to live it sustainably? And and I think when we don't have that aftercare, that's when camps become the question mark you know um but if we are doing our jobs as ministers and as congregation leaders of making sure like hey i know you know billy and and tommy or whatever you know went to camp let me give them a phone call or let me give their parents a text and say like hey i know they went to camp i know camp can sometimes be a vulnerable experience tell me how it was you know and that's what i've been doing Uh, i called the parent and told them like how how much fun their their kid had um, and it was awesome. Like, it was a great conversation of like, yeah, like I can tell, like they are changed because of that. So yeah, yeah just making sure that seed is planted and then is watered and nurtured as we go.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Right, it's just, it's, it's important to to capitalize on that next kind of Definitely. opportunities. That sounds really, really cold. Um, but maybe that's just where I am in terms of how I feel. <laughs> I was going
0: to say, this has been a very serious conversation. I want to, I want to end it lighthearted because oh, camps are fun. They are fun. And and you're yeah. right.
1: Like networking is important. Like when this is, you know, just a church story, but I grew up going to camp, my best friend at camp. And one of my best friends to this day, his name is Zach Koontz. He's from Cleveland, Ohio. I would have never ever met him in my life if we're not for community of Christ camps and I went to Iowa State out of college, and I ended up going to Graceland middle of the year in January. And when I got to Graceland, the relationship I had with Zach, the relationship I had from people I met at Spectacular, it allowed me to land on my feet. And it's because of opportunities like that that I have a job today, which is a connection through an alum, or, well, a Graceland-related person, right? So (coughs) it is important to, you know, it's just a networking opportunity. Yeah, of it yeah
0: definitely definitely yeah definitely.
1: anyways back to the lighthearted stuff
0: i was gonna say let's, let's get like <laughs> we've talked all about the logistics um this is not on our sheet but i just wanted to ask it what is your best funny memory of camp like what is your what is your just like every time i think of it i smile um you know what is that memory for you
1: man i got a, a like a, a sick memory um One of the one of the funnier things that happened at camp was we did messy games every year, which is like mud or you know, get sprayed with condiments, like everything, right? Everything you can imagine. Just twister with paint, stuff like that. And it was supposed to be scheduled for the Thursday, but there was a camper who had not showered, so they moved it up <laughs> until Wednesday because everybody and this was this was a camper who was like swimming in the lake at Temple Grove. Temple Grove has a lake, right? So they were, like, swimming in the lake, and, and you know, we we're doing activities outside, so we we're sweating, and they had not showered the whole week. Oh, So now, they changed it to Wednesday so that this camper would be forced to shower. I just, oh, I man. can't, every time I think of that, I just, <laughs> I laugh. It just brings a smile to my face. Cause like, and I have other, like, really wholesome memories with, you know, my cousins, right, because I went to camp with my cousins. I so just have really positive memories of, of time spent with them um, and, and, Know, people who I would consider just like cousins. I mean, I I can think of one time it was super super rainy, and normally you just walk from the dining hall back to the cabins. But my cousin was one of the counselors, and we drove in his car, and he drifted his car in the in the in the grass on the way back because it was you know slick. So he just did some donuts outside our cabin. That's like just and there were it was a Mitsubishi Lancer, and there were six campers plus a driver, and this little Mitsubishi Lancer is they've great memories. What about you?
0: I was going to say, World Church, uh, remember, the, yeah. we're all cool here. We're all friends here, yeah, man. do It up didn't down. happen. Theoretically,
1: it, it, if that had happened, it, it, it would theor- be a positive say, memory th- for
0: people. Theoretically. Uh, let me think. Okay, I have a ton of camp memories, like Jacob said. Um, let me think. Um, one of my favorites, I was leading a campfire song, um, and it is the uh, Austrian Went Yodeling. Um, classic. And so for that, classic. Classic song. Uh, and so for that song, you get a lot of volunteers, and you do specific motions. And one of them is Camp Counselor. Um, you know, and Austrian went, you when went, uh, a uh, when, uh long, did start, did long came a camp counselor who interrupted his cry. And the camp counselor yells to the audience, please shut up. You know, saying like to your campers, please be quiet. And I was leading that, I think with Jake. And like, if you know me, I, I get into it. Campfire songs. Like I want to be energetic. I use my body a lot. And so what I was doing is like, I was bending my knees and shaking my hands, like, please shut up. And when I did that on the very last go around, Blew out my pants, ripped my pants in front of this entire <laughs> senior <laughs> high camp, and like I had to like I had to like like it was like, and then like Roberto's so gonna do this next song, and I was like, um, actually I have a lifeguard emergency. Uh, yeah, pool needs uh, more chlorine, and like I had to go to the director and be like, okay, hey, I'm gonna be real with you, I gotta leave. I just blew out my pants, and they died laughing. <laughs> so I had to go. So that that's a very fond memory. Um, another one that I have. So, like I said, I worked grounds crew uh, for my campgrounds, Um, and I have many very fun memories with uh, Kevin Nesbitt. Shout out to him. Um, His nickname for me was Wild Bill. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, he was was an old, you know, Kansas dude, and I loved him. Um, But one time, um, we had just had our large reunion, so like 200-person reunion come down, and all the RV um, camper slots were taken up. And so someone had shoved some PVC pipe down that um, drainage where all the sewage goes through. So we had to dig out the top of the of the um, septic tank um, and he had to play Roto-Rooter and and drill that piece of PVC pipe out. Um, and my job was to make sure it didn't drop into the um into the septic tank because it was the actual cap. Because um, you need those caps to make sure you this know gas and varmints and things don't get in. Way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm at the end of it, and you know a little bit of water is coming out and some other material um, <laughs> from a 200-person camp because uh, it all flow. It all flows into that septic tank. So the lodge is on the top of the hill, RV spots are on the bottom. It all flows downhill literally um and so he's playing roto ruderman and i see the the the, the pipe uh, the the piece of the pipe and i go kevin i see it and he's like grab it so i i grabbed it with a pair of you know those like dog or trash picker upper you know yeah, robo clippers yeah. i grabbed it there was back pressure because you know it acted uh, like a gun and i got sprayed head oh, to toe no way stuff.
1: oh God. head head I'm, to toe i'm shuddering I you guys am, can't see this house. i'm that I, and I, and you know, oh.
0: everything, you know, oh. and then everything also comes up because it's that smell. And that was <sighs> the only day that Kevin gave me a full day off. He lo- he took one look at me and he was like, Ooh, you know, I think you get the rest of the day off for that. And I tell you what, I spent three hours, like I literally, no joke, no exaggeration. I spent three hours showering Not a and still to this day, I, I can just, I can just like, I can go back. And unfortunately I smell that smell. Um, That was not the, and fun fact, that wasn't the worst smell I ever had to smell (laughs) at at that campgrounds, but that was just memorable because like a director could, a director from a movie couldn't script that better of like,
1: I see it. Yeah. That's like a comedy scene. That's like, that's a legit happened in comedy movies. That's yeah,
0: it was, it was disgusting. It was, it was truly one of the worst moments of my life. Uh, But also I still laugh because like. That is such a campground story it of is. like a, a a slew of errors all being made. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, it literally rolling downhill. So yes, that yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> oh, G- give me a sound bite, Jacob.
1: Um. Let's see. I think I got one.
0: I want to hear it. <laughs> Appropriate very nice very nice very nice all righty well we are getting to the end of our conversation um, here tonight or the morning or whenever you are listening to this podcast and we would usually end our time with answering your questions or comments that we have but we don't have any because none of you have visited our website yet so if you would please head over to MinistryforDummies.org. the link will be on the podcast. Uh, Cause for some reason, Google is giving us issues with it. Uh, fill out the question form because we want to hear your questions and we want to be able to respond to them and talk about them. Um, so yeah, I think Jacob that leads us to the outro.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for listening. We look forward to getting to share with you once again and uh, you know, Berto will, We'll be thinking of you while you're at campus week. So (laughs) good luck. All right, guys. We'll see you next time.
0: We'll see you next time.